When it comes to conflict, our natural instinct is fight or flight. We try everything we can to avoid conflict, but in reality, we have to go through some kind of conflict to teach us something in our lives. Unfortunately, this is true. In this episode, I am going to be talking with the chakra coach, Kathy Gasper, as we dive into what prana healing is, the importance of knowing the different pranas and chakras, and what their functions are, and provide a unique way of stopping anxiety attacks in their tracks. So this is Debbie, and this is Light Up Your Word. Thank you for being here. I'm so appreciative of all of my listeners. Wanted to do a shout out today to some of my favorite places. The Land of Smiles, my Thailand listeners, thank you for being here. I've always enjoyed being in your country and I am so excited that you're here listening. Also wanted to do a shout out to Mexico. I've enjoyed many, many good times down in Mexico and such warm and inviting people. So thank you for being here, my all of my listeners. I'm so full of gratitude. And so without further ado, I'm going to jump into part one of the episode with Kathy. Thanks again. Sending you sunshine. You are listening to Light Up Your Worth with transformational coach Debbie McAllister, whose vision is to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources for your toolbox to raise the consciousness and frequencies for you and our Mother Earth to discover the unbelievable resource within yourself. This podcast is for you, the spiritually curious, seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate healing, personal growth, and development. As you move forward with confidence, building a consciously intentional radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other spiritual souls, energetic healers, spiritual modality experts, thought-provoking life coaches, empowering therapists, and uplifting authors who are real and vulnerable as they share their own unique journeys through healing and offer their gifts. This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it will motivate you to light up your worth. Thank you for tuning in. Embrace your brilliant, gorgeous, and talented, worthy self. Hello, this is Debbie McAllister, and this is Light Up Your Worth. I am so excited today to bring you today's guest, Kathy Gasper. She's a chakra coach. She's a Reiki master. She's a prana healer. And I'm really excited for her to to join us. We're going to be talking about some chakras and anxieties, and we're going to dig into what prana healing is. So welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so happy to have you here. I know. Um, I told so you we're connected. I know it is. It's amazing what social media does, right? When you're able to connect uh, across the U.S. and uh, connect over really, you know, bringing healing to the world and using spiritual energetic practices. And I'm just so grateful that we were able to connect. So thanks for joining me. I want to start out and have you talked and share with the audience, what is prana 
healing. I know I've had some, so I would love to hear, you know, for others to understand what it is. And uh, I'm going to just leave it there. I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get right into it. So it's a healing modality. It works with energy. I know a lot of people are a little bit more familiar with Reiki and they complement each other, but Reiki is where you channel divine energy and it kind of knows what it's doing. Pranic healing is more of a two-step process. So the first step, we're manually cleansing out, cleaning out like disease, congested energy, blocks, um, cords, and then you're manually replacing it with the correct prana that's needed. And so prana is a little bit different than Reiki energy. Uh, prana is free to us. You don't have to be attuned to have to have access to it. It comes from nature. It comes from the ground, the trees, the sun, the air. And basically with the training where there's prana, but you can break it out into its different specialities and use it for what their jobs are. Right. Yeah. So I've, I had never, thank you for that explanation, you know, being a Reiki master myself. And I didn't realize that with prana healing that you didn't have to be attuned to it. No, it's energy work for dummies. Anybody can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and when I've seen it, uh, my experiences of it were in uh, probably about 15, uh, maybe 10 years ago when I lived in the Bay area, there was a metaphysical group that I, that I was part of that was from meetup mm-hmm. and we would go and it was like every Wednesday night, you could go to in San Jose, a place called so- uh, Sunny's conference room is actually was the name of the meeting. And you would go there and they were practitioners there and they would kind of do what you said too. they, I would stand there with my hands out. And then they would, they would like scan me. So I think they were at all multiple levels, right? It gave the opportunity for practitioners to practice Mm -hmm. and, but they would scan us and they always seem to use a, um, like a wand. Oh yeah. Something like this. Yes, exactly. Like that. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I have, I have some wands. So we use this for different purposes. Like Mm -hmm. I said, you could break the prana out for the different specialities. So Mm -hmm. like tree prana root root grounding prana is, is more for like, but like if you break a bone, if you have a broken bone, you can go and sit your butt up to a tree and just get as much love from this tree as possible, because that's the energy that your body uses to heal broken bones. Wow. But that's different from water energy. Mm-hmm. And oh. so with the training, we can break it up and use it for what the body needs or in combination. So like um, I just used um, pranic killing on a dog the other day. My dog was playing with another dog and they were being pretty rambunctious and the other dog started to bleed. And I had to take my dog and go and put him in the car. He had just been, his toenails were just clipped that day. And so his tone, his foot was bleeding. So uh, there's a technique you can do that stops bleeding. And so I did it on the dog. I had to do two quick rounds and he stopped, his little toe stopped bleeding. And it's hard to get those toenails to stop bleeding at that, that quick. Uh, that they yeah. Get when quick. they quit, they hit the quick. Mm-hmm. 
But he was from playing because with my dogs, they were running around so rough, but it, it broke through. Mm-hmm. So there's actually two colors. There's two pranas that you combine for that. One is kind of like explosive. And then another one generates fast healing. So we're trying to like, like explode the cells and then create fast healing coming up underneath it. So when you see it, it actually seals. Like if you have like, here's your skin, you get the cut. It seals it coming up like this. Oh, that's interesting. And you can pretty much see it. Like if somebody was to cut their hand or something and you, you know, this happened at camping. I had to work on a family relative at camping and you can see it kind of seal up like this. Wow. I think I want you to come to my next camping trip just in case somebody. Uh... Just text me. I can do it remotely. <laughs> as fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Well, that's really interesting. I had no idea that it that it could be broke up into sub areas and combined. And so you said one of them is explosive. So of course that caught my attention. I'm like explosive energy. Tell me more. (laughs) That, that is the energy that we make when we work out. So like when we sweat, sweat produces that certain color of energy, it pushes things off of you. I'm trying, there's a better word for that, but explosive is a good word. And it's also the energy that's used when we go to the bathroom. So if you are constipated, then you would use that energy on somebody who is constipated. Oh, that's interesting. But it's very explosive. So it breaks things up. You use it when there's a big mass, something that I'm having a hard time cleaning up, then I would use that mm-hmm. on it in common. I kind of do every other when I'm breaking things up and it oh. can only, you have to have the training and it can, it can't be used on delicate organs like we would never use that color on like the eye or the head area. In fact, it's only recommended shoulders down. So that's why you have to really understand the pranas and the different chakras and what their functions are and the different pranas that they pull in. So when, when you're manually cleaning it out, you know, then what to apply um, what's needed in that area. Oh, that's so Reiki is just doing it for you. And it mm-hmm. is more divinely channeled because it's coming in with the intelligence saying, here's what's needed in this area. So there, they are two different, even though you can use them together. Cause like I'm a Reiki master like you, um, but I use Reiki differently in my sessions along with pranic healing. Mm-hmm. I love that uh, Reiki is so complimentary. Mm-hmm. to all the other energies, um, different modalities, whatever they're titled, you know. So then you were alluding to that you bring it in and understand it with the chakra. So I wanted to kind of move into um, touching on the chakras and how working with different chakras, we haven't really gone into any deep chakra talk, just so you know, on other episodes. And so I'd be interested to hear how you kind of work that through. And I know we had kind of talked about with your journey, you know, Mm -hmm. about uh, with trauma and releasing trauma and health stuff and anxiety. And I know anxiety is a big thing right now happening with so much uncertainty and wanted to see if you could use anxiety as an example with blending the chakras with and share some of your story, you know, if you feel so called to help explain some of it as well. Yes. So 
the chakras have different functions. They're, they have two functions. Their first function is to draw in fresh prana. So they spin kind of like a fan with propellers and they draw in fresh prana and supply it to the organs behind it. It's like an energetic vitamin. And so because different organs have different needs, they are drawing in different uh, pranas for it, right? And to do that, they vibrate on a different frequency. So our chakras also hold our emotions and thoughts. So ask my clients, you know, can you physically hold an emotion in your hand? I get a lot of funny answers. A lot of people say yes. And I think that's super cool, but I have to like, can you physically hold an emotion in your hand? You can't, we have emotions, we can feel them. So what are they? And they are emotions comes from the Latin word, which means energy in motion. It's not even cryptic. If you say emotions very, very slowly, emotions is, is right there. So E stands for energy equals MC square. Emotion is movement. So if we have emotions, they're made up of energy. They are stored in the energetic system, which is the chakra system. Because the chakras are spinning and vibrating at different frequencies, drawing in different pranas, they attract and hold different emotions. So like, uh, for example, if I were to ask you to think about the last time that you felt love, if you close your eyes and, and feel it in your body, it's going to feel a certain way generally in people and kind of expand out. Normally it comes into the heart area and then expands out and feels warm, maybe golden in the body. Mm-hmm. But if you were to close your eyes and think about the last time that you felt stress, that would feel a little bit different in a different area of the body. Generally, people feel a little bit lower in the stomach area. It feels like the knots in your stomach or shortness of breath. And then if we think about the last time you felt anxiety, a lot of times that shoots up to people's heads, kind of like that red, like, you know, sweat, sirens are going off. I'm dying. I'm panicking because it kind of starts as stress. It's triggered by stress, which is a little bit lower in the solar plexus area but it has to then go up and shoot past the throat chakra, which is where we hold a lot of the worry and the self-criticism. And then it goes into the head. So it's really, anxiety is really built up stress that has nowhere to go. So it goes up and it hits the worry in this, in this area. And that's why you feel it in your head. Oh, now does that explain to you when you start to feel anxiousness you can i you know you can feel it in your like gut area all of the root chakra sacral and then you almost feel it kind of like pouring up through your whole body it shoots up yeah mm-hmm. when you get too full yeah right if you can't ground it out or calm things down mm-hmm. your breath work or any other techniques that you know so the grounding is always like your just exit shoot if you just think of like you're putting laundry in the chute you know and psh- just goes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ground energy out, goes down to the earth. Mother earth loves that. It's just like fertilizer for mother earth. You're not hurting earth by grounding out any of those stress energies, but if it gets too full and it rises up, um, it's going to shoot up to this whole worry. And then the throat chakra is responsible for the mouth. And that's when you feel like you just have to talk about it and things get replayed over and over and over any of that is going to come from the throat chakra. 
Oh, that's why so many women, especially process through talking. Yep. That's interesting. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Debbie. If you have appreciated the phenomenal and nourishing spiritual souls that have blessed us as the guests of the podcast, I would invite you to please consider supporting the operational expenses of the podcast. I recently set up a Patreon account through the urging of some friends. So what's in it for you? There are ongoing benefits of joining the Light Up Your Worth Patreon account. There's a peek at the exclusive behind the scenes of creating a podcast, bonus episodes with my guests, and energetic healing meditations. And I am just beginning. Your Patreon support allows me to continue the podcast vision to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources to nurture you on your spiritual journey. Together, we can raise the consciousness and frequency for yourself, the collective, and Mother Earth. Please support me on Patreon. You can begin to subscribe for as low as $2.27 per month, which is really less than a coffee or subscription to watch TV. So you can find it at www.patreon.com, light up your worth, all one word, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash light up your worth, no spaces, sending you sunshine. It's Debbie. Do you love to read? I know I do. I've been reading since I was found in the closet, uh, probably before kindergarten, reading a book with the flashlight. Yeah, I was that child. I can remember as I was growing up during the summer, I would see how many books I could possibly read over the summer. I was always that girl. But somehow in the busyness of life and going through education and momhood and career, I let books that just lit me up without a link to my own professional development just kind of get put on the side. And with all of the isolation that's occurred over the last two years, all the challenges we've had, I really had to come back and find that part of myself that would just love to dive into a really good book. So I have joined a book club and I'm with Brianna Brown with Badass Book Besties. She's amazing. You can find her on Insta, Badass Book Besties. Not only is she just this wonderful person, but she also shares the love of books and learning and her online book club is just so delightful. So, so, so delightful. I've been able to dive into books that really bring me a lot of pleasure and enjoying them and being able to go to. We've been reading or we've read already the Elizabeth Gilbert City of Girls, The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. We're reading A Timeless and she just makes it a lot of fun. So if you feel like joining us, feel free, let her know, let Brie know that you found her by me. Again, find her on Instagram, Badass Besties or her website, Bree Brown, which is B-R-I-B-E-E Brown.com. That's interesting because that is how so many people talk through what it is. And then you're kind of sending out that vibration out of something that's not such a great 
positive experience perhaps. Well, if you don't know how to like release it or, or if you take it on as your identity, Mm -hmm. then it sticks to you. But if we're just talking to release and let it go, that's okay. But when we're identifying over and over with it, as it is who I am, then if it's who you are, it's going to stick to you. So if we want to own it as one of our stories, it's going to stick. Now, is it going to stick in your throat? Is it going to stick in your head? Where, where is it going to? There's a couple, there's a couple places, but the throat is one of the main places. So throat the solar plex area is another place because that's where uh, we identify with the self. So the solar plexus, I call the me, me, me chakra or a teenager. I call it a teenager chakra because it's all about them, you know? Um, and then the heart is where we connect with other people. I call that the married chakra. Like before, if you were just living in solar plexus and like you, I mean, you're just making decisions for yourself. But when we get married or have a family and have kids, you start, oh, bless you. <laughs> you start having thoughts and decisions about other people like hey maybe I should think about this before I make this decision you know for myself and then when we come up to the throat we're actually making decisions for the community so when we start talking about helping the community and we're more focused on things just outside of our family so we get a little more involved with community action and we want to talk about that and then when we go up to the crown it's, it's oneness that's more universal energy We just look at everybody as one and we have a really strong compassion muscle that we've been working out when we get up there. Wow. I never really thought about that. Like how you just explained it with, you know, moving from self to family, to community, to oneness through Mm -hmm. the chakra systems. I haven't really heard it explained like that. They have a lot of different uses like with those two functions you know where they support the body with prana but then they hold your emotions and your thoughts and your energetic body there Mm -hmm. so So when you're thoughts and emotions Mm -hmm. so when you're working with somebody you're actually using your wand to kind of clear out and then bring in what they need right yeah like I remember people doing this right yeah like (laughs) I remember because I think I was uh recovering from a broken heart and so they would spend a lot of time right I was um it was at the end of my 20-year relationship when I think I found it and so they would constantly work in that whole heart chakra area yeah so that's uh that's fascinating. So tell me about how did you, I don't want to say fall into this, but how mm-hmm. did all of this work come into your life? I, I, I always say Reiki, Reiki always comes into your life, but you know, how did it, how did all of this find you? That my, my, it found me through my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher is what is vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I just, you know, a a decade ago, I just woke up one morning and my head was just spinning and I thought I'm getting a short, short version. I thought I had a stroke, but, uh, the doctors diagnosed me with a virus vertigo, which is, it has a longer name. I don't know how to say it. I, I don't know, want to know how to say it, but it's probably similar to what people experience with COVID now. You know, if they, if they happen to get COVID and then they lose their taste and smell, it's the same type of virus. They think that it causes, uh, what's it called? When half your face goes paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't think of that. Bell palsy. 
and you just wake up one day, the, the, the nerve has been inflamed and it, it, it goes inactive. So it, it screwed up my balance system. <laughs> wow. That would and, be kind of difficult to wake up to. <laughs> yeah. And I was a single mom and two boys to raise and, you know, working. And so it's like with COVID, some people's taste and smell comes back within a couple of weeks or a month. And then some, it takes longer. And then some, when it comes back, it doesn't come back the same. I've, I actually worked on a gal. It's, it's rent, her taste and smell are, are ranted. I may be saying that wrong. Everything tastes like bad meat to her now. So that happened with me. It, it didn't come back soon. It didn't come back easily and it didn't come back right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be a shame because <laughs> yeah. food is uh, pretty amazing in life. One of the pleasures of life. <laughs> well, that was with my balance. It's just the same as like people that have, you know, COVID, it just didn't come back right. Mm-hmm. So they, the recover they said was like a year and it's bumpy. So I was like a year and a half into this bumpy recovery and I stumbled into auricular therapy. And at the time I had like static in my head, I could just hear it. It was constant. And, um, I went for my first session and I sat up and the static was gone. I was like, Oh wow, this is really amazing. So I started, um, doing it and then learning about it and was really good at it. So I started learning how to do it. And then I was just helping like friends and family. And then I just was following people around in the grocery store that anybody that had like a sling or a limp or anything that looked like a wound. And I'm like, can I touch your ears? And like trying to massage their ears and giving them tips on what to do. And, and then I thought, you know, I have to become an acupuncturist because I, I wanted more. I was so hungry to learn different modalities and how to help people. And I just had a heart to help people. So, but I was a single mom and I live in Oregon. We have a very nice acupuncture school here, um, but it's three years commitment and it was $80,000. So I just said, just keep taking a step forward. You know, it's going to work itself out. And when I took that step forward, I stumbled into energy work and I signed up for Reiki and pranic healing. They were both one month apart. And I just really resonated with the pranic healing and it gave me enough tools where you can kind of do, so with chronic healing, we work more with the chakras and acupuncturists work more with meridians, but I can work with meridians. And it just gave me enough where I'm like, okay, I got enough tools to help people. Yeah. I didn't uh, realize that that was some of the difference with acupuncturists too, is that they're working with the meridians versus uh, the chakras, because I believe in having acupuncturists. So In fact, I was just texting with her yesterday. No. (laughs) Stay tuned for the second part of this delightful interview on Saturday. And if you enjoyed this Light Up Your Worth episode, and I hope you did, please be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when the conclusion of this interview is posted. If you feel so inclined, please rate and review this podcast episode and share with your friends. You can find me, lightupyourworth.net, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, and on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you are leaving with some inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge that can help you in your spiritual, personal development, and growth in your radiant life. Sending sunshine.